this is Sarah Gotting. And this is Russell Klum. Welcome to Church of the City Teaching Podcast. Let me welcome you again, Church of the City. My name is Russell. Um, Sarah, if you miss it, if you came in uh, a few minutes late, it's my co-pastor, our executive pastor. Um, and we this morning are just absolutely excited and privileged to be here with you for the third time ever at the Lucky Lab. Um, we're still figuring out kinks as a church community, so if you notice anything that could be done better, by all means, write that down on a communication card with your name on it, and we'll get back to you on how you can fix it, okay? Oh. oh. Also, quick question, why is the front row so empty all the time? Like, at a concert, it's the best seat in the house, highest price tickets Ever and here they've heard you sing. It's really true. It's really, really true. Your family. You don't have to stay with your family. Sarah, you want to vamp for a minute while I change batteries? Yeah, absolutely. I was actually thinking of like, how do we introduce this next portion? But I think it is a very familiar thing that you do with friends that you have either been in relationship for a very long time or also new friends. Is that you talk about your story? Um, I recently had the privilege of having my best friend here for a week and probably half the time we talked about how we met and we, we met in Juba, which is the capital city of South Sudan. So you can imagine there are some, uh, stories that go along with that, but this is what we are doing as a, a portion of our time this morning is talking about how we met how our community has impacted us. What has your experience been? And there are three questions that we will um, focus around. If Emily, if you can bring those questions up. I wanted to give you these questions ahead of time. Um, and I was planning on reading them out loud, but thankfully the sun went under a cloud and it started raining. So hopefully you should all be able to see. We're the see. only church that hopes for clouds. Yeah. I mean, which sounds really awful in Portland <laughs> that we should genuinely be hopeful for sunshine. But, but legit, when I woke up this morning and I was like, how is it possible that three Sundays in a row it's going to be sunny? God smiles on us. Yeah. So we're going to actually pass the mic around. Um, if you've been a part of these open mic sessions, you will realize that there is a lot of anxiety in the first couple times and then everyone wants to talk. So get excited. But I w- we would genuinely like to know what your experience has been. How has this community impacted you? Where, where have you found faith in, in meeting at Church of the City, in doubting, in questioning? This is what is going to strengthen our relationships together, talking about it, celebrating. And we also talk about this value of all of our voices matter. It is not just my voice. It is not just Russell's voice, our leadership, our staff, but that is our whole community values. And we want to hear from you and what your experiences have been. So that will be a little bit later. So think about um, if you would like to participate, uh, we'll send the mic around so you don't have to come up in front of everyone. I'll even let you sit in your seat. You don't even have to stand. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. I provided a chair for you as well, so you don't have to stand. Yeah, I have a beef with these chairs. I know. Do you see the difference in our... <laughs> yeah, you probably can't see the fact that she can't touch the ground right now. <laughs> as we think about who we are and what we are, I want to frame this for this conversation um, and tell some of the backstory of how we got here. And and there's a lot of details we could focus in on and say that this is, you know, a very important part of the detailed story. 
And as many of you know, if you've had a conversation with me over coffee or otherwise, um, I'm not good at short stories. Um, but, I, but I need to frame this so that we can understand what's happening in this moment right now. And if you're new, if you're here for the first time and you're just trying to get a sense of who we are and what we are, this is it. We are a community of people, like Sarah said, and we believe theologically that the work of God is present in more than one person. So for us, we have um, some theological underpinnings to get us to this point. I want to start with that real quick. And Sarah and I were joking about this. I ditched this this morning and said, wow, let's not do that. And then she just lobbed this like nice little softball out in front of me while she was introducing about the fact this is a place for people um, who are quite different from one another, that this community is a space for those who maybe have felt awkward in church in the past or disenfranchised or misunderstood or been harmed or had to harm another person kind of fall on them and they don't know what their place is in the church or they're doubting or questioning. And to be honest with you, Sarah and I, um, among our other leaders as well, deal with many of the same sentiments. Um, We have tremendous amounts of doubt, anxiety. Um, We have not always been treated kindly or fairly by the church. And similarly, we've been some of the people who have participated in hurting people, unintentionally so. So for us, it starts with this. And, and I'm, if you've been around me at all, I love pictures. Um, so I'm going to give you the one-minute theological version of who and what we are. And it starts with a circle, because every good illustration starts with a circle. Um, if you notice, if you've been around me long and you've seen the circle before, I change colors. So that's helpful. Um, just to bring interest back to it, so you're, you know, be drawn back into it again. So this first circle, it represents the gospel. And for us, like Sarah said, this is primal, and it represents everything we know to be true about God, everything, everything we know to be true about God showing up in humanity, the incarnation, the crucifixion, the resurrection, the way that the, everything we know to be true about God finds its emphasis in humanity. And this thing is, is unchangeable. We might use a word like immutable. It's never going to change. It's never going to be different. It just is what it is. The issue about the gospel is divorced from all other things, it has nowhere to land. And so a second circle emerges. And we'll call the circle place, uh, a unique place. And if you've been around Portland long, you understand Portland is a unique place, full of unique people. Now, the difference here between these two circles is quite obvious. One is a set of ideas and realities about God's activity, about what we think is true about God. The other is the variable. It's always changing. Unique places, unique times, unique people, unique cultures. It's very, very different. And so you'll notice, like a good Venn diagram, there's an overlap. And this overlap is something that Jesus talked about on a regular basis, something we call the kingdom. That whenever we see the unchanging reality of the goodness of God land in a place, it uniquely expresses itself as the kingdom. But this is where it gets a little bit wild because the kingdom takes on these different forms, different fashions. If you go to another church in another part of the world this morning or whenever they were gathering together, you would notice it it isn't like us. The problem, I think, for many of us is we have gotten into a framework of thinking that church or the community of God or the kingdom of Jesus has to be the same thing everywhere. It has some unchanging realities to it, but it expresses itself really uniquely. This church community is one of those expressions. You are a part of a group of people that are uniquely expressing the kingdom of God in Portland quite differently, simply by virtue of the fact that we have different people sitting in the space at the same time. So this framework for us, we we believe wholeheartedly that we are a called people on mission to participate in what God's doing in the central neighborhoods of Portland, Oregon. 
but we're not alone in that. And I want to I want to do something that we haven't done before, and I'm pretty excited about it because I like illustrations. So next slide, a map. Probably recognize the place, um, the continental United States. We left off a couple states because they didn't really fit very well, and <laughs> they're going to have to be okay with that. First star um, in Oregon uh, represents us, um, that we have put our feet down. That's what we're celebrating, right? We put our feet down together in our home, in our place, in our neighborhoods, and we are what we call Church of the City. Um, we're not an organization as much as we are a group of people following the way of Jesus, the best of our ability here. And yet, at the same time, we are not in a vacuum. We didn't just emerge out of nowhere. We have roots that are deep. And so the, the next set of stars I want to draw your attention to are 13 churches that believed in you before we ever became a community. 13 church communities that stood behind the dream and vision of an expression of the kingdom finding its place in Portland, who gave money, who gave resources, who gave energy, who gave prayer, believing that what we're a part of right now, right here, mattered. And, and part of that is, over the last five years, we have had a group of people from those churches standing in the shadows behind us, not in a creepy kind of way. As I said that, I realized this could go badly. A group of people standing behind us, cheering for us, although quite quietly, a group of people who stood as the ambassadors of these churches, who stood behind our leadership and behind you to make sure that if anything happened, if we got off the rails, if something tragic happened, God forbid, if we, if we made a mess of starting this church community and somehow deviated from the core of the mission of being a group of people wrapped up around Jesus, that they would be there for us. Or maybe something different. Maybe the leadership here just struggled. Maybe a pastor gets hit by the max as he's very convinced he will at some point. <laughs> and by God's grace, that group of people ambassadors from these other churches standing behind us in leadership have not had to come to the forefront and say, we, we really need to step in and take things to, to heart and help. We have a great story as a church, a story with people behind us who have stood there and cheered for us and supported us quietly, although quite importantly. And we haven't ever done this before, and many of you would never know these people otherwise, but if you're one, part of one of those churches I'd like you to stand up for just a second so we can acknowledge you. If you're part of our partnership team. In obscurity, we have people among us constantly as ambassadors, loving and serving you, making sure that we as a young kindergarten church are healthy, stay inside the lines. If you came with these people, could you also stand up? Because it's been your time that Absolutely. they have stepped away from supporting us. So you've supported us in a different way. Yeah. Um, so spouses, I know some of you have spouses at home, but these, these people have spent a considerable amount of time supporting this church, which yeah. means that they've left the ministries that they're at, their communities, their families, and that's been extremely valuable to us, giving yeah. your time. Yeah. Would you join me in thanking them? Thank you. Thank you. 
But the story is richer still. As we think about who and what we are as a church, we also stand between churches that believed in us and churches we believe in. So far, we have contributed to helping start five church communities across the United States and one in Chiang Mai, Thailand. You may not realize what your efforts here are doing, but let me put it in front of you that we have contributed personally and corporately finances, resources, and prayers. Three churches in our metro, um, many of you know Sam and Kelsey Wake. They spent a considerable time with us. Um, They're going to be here this morning, but they have the flu. Hopefully, they weren't in China lately. Um, they, they were going to be here this morning um, as a representative, representative community, uh, movement church, what it is and what it's becoming, in large part, is contributed to you. Um, many of you have loved them. Some of you have gone with them to support them and make sure that they get off on the right foot. But beyond that, one more layer. Right now, we are prayerfully considering what it looks like to support two more churches. Uh, one church here in Portland, Oregon, and I'm going to ask Jake and Madison if you'd stand up for just one second. I know many of you know Jake and Madison, uh, but Jake and Madison have been embedded with us as a community um, as residents um, for a year and a half now. And just this last weekend, um, you might have noticed they weren't at church last weekend. Guys, conversation. Neither were you. <laughs> because we were a part of a um, an intense weekend of assessing the qualities, the convictions, the aptitude, and the call of this couple to plant a church in Portland. Um, and just last weekend, as we came through that, um, it is agreement of many of our partners around them and this church um, that we believe that you two are cut from the cloth to plant and plant in Portland. Um, and so they will be with us for another year um, as they figure out how to do that and do that well. Um, and at some point, our prayer is hopefully we can stand behind them uh, in with people, with finances, with prayer, and friendship. So um, thank you. You guys can grab a seat. appreciate you. This is our story, that we are a church in the midst of a massive network of people who believe that what God is doing on earth is not done yet, that the goodness of God as it finds its place in unique places like Portland, that it really, really matters. Like I said, there are a lot of things we could talk about what this church is, but I wanted to give you the 30,000-foot view of what we are and who we are. And it may feel at times like, man, does my participation in this church matter? Does me showing up at a gospel community or hanging out with friends who are part of that church or inviting my friends to hang out with those friends or even showing up on a Sunday morning, does that matter? Well, to be really honest with you, there is no doubt in my mind that it matters immensely, because we would not be who we are without you, that the work of God finding its expression in you, the way you love each other, the way you love your neighbors, the way you serve this city, the way you pool your resources financially and in your talents to see the goodness of God come to light here and elsewhere. It's a big map, you guys, and we are a part of seeing an ever-growing edge of what that looks like. So this morning, I want to I bring this to a head with, with this one little picture. And this picture is, because for the last five years we have been getting our footing, as many toddlers do, 
Um, we've had the support of those churches behind us, standing there in the gap. And those individuals who stood up, um, among others who have been part of our church, um, they, they have, um, for us and with us, held some very important roles. And those roles now are all being transitioned and moved in-house. Um, that we have been developing and building leadership at Church of the City. It's not just a two-person show trying to make sure everything functions as a church. Um, we have a whole staff team that's working together. Outside of that layer, we have what we've called our advisory team, a group of people at large among you who have been serving you, who have been leading teams, who have been leading gospel communities. If you're on one of those groups, if you're part of our staff or advisory team, I'm going to ask you to come forward. Um, make your way up here as I finish this. Because what I'd like to do this morning is I'd like, I'd like you to see a bit of this team, a bit of who these people are. And then I'm going to ask um, them to pray over you. Come over here, over here on the side. Part of the issue with a church of our scale um, is that half of this team is helping out with our children behind us. Oh, good. Kristen's Chris is going go there. Fantastic. They're good. Just yeah, one yeah. second. Yeah. We're missing one. We're missing Barbara. Where did Barbara go? Yeah. She's probably doing dishes in the back, <laughs> as Barbara does. If you know anything about Barbara, Barbara does dishes in the back for you constantly. Um, but this is a group of people um, that is circling together to stand underneath this church, to support it. Three of them are... Uh, help out with kids. And in just a minute, we're going to do something that I feel is super hokey, but amazing. Uh, it might be a terrible idea. I don't know if you realize, but behind this curtain, curtain number one, um, <laughs> the only one we've got, is our children's ministry. Um, and we're going to just stand collectively um, with you and for you. And we want you to get a glimpse, A, of our children's ministry. They're probably going to put fish face on the window. I don't know. Um, but also to see the rest of our leadership team. Hey, Chris, is Barbara over there? She is. Fantastic. Oh, you're great. Timing's everything. <laughs> I don't know if you can see in there. Wave at him. Say hello. So we have Josephine, Rhea, Cheryl, and Bob. And they're all volunteering this morning in kids, and they didn't want to leave the kids, which is magical. Thank you. And now our kids know that there is a window to service. Yeah. But what this looks like in front of you is a growing group of people, um, a growing circle of people um, who stand together to love and serve you. It's monumental uh, on several fronts for me personally, um, thinking about what it would take to start a church that could stand on its own feet, uh, a church that for this year in 2020, for the very first time, um, all of our finances will be covered by our contributions together, our generosity, the weight of what it costs to rent space, take care of staff, take care of our ministries, to give away 15% of everything that comes in is on us um, fully. Uh, we are not drawing on any resources outside of this community for the first time. And let me just say, that's amazing. Uh, it is an accomplishment, but it's an accomplishment that serves a bigger purpose, that serves our capacity to continue to be this church. And so this morning, what we want to do is we want to pray. Uh, we want to pray for two things. Um, one, we want to pray 
for this church. I'm going to ask Jake if he would pray for our church community. And we want to pray for our city, which is our mission, um, the place where we live, um, the place where we love. And Emily is going to pray over our city. So we would just take a minute. Let's just pray for this community and for the grander community around us. God, my heart is just grateful for this church, for this group of people who um, have become such a part of my life. I know that when I came to this church for the first time, I was brand new to the city. I knew nobody. I was far from what I'd known to be home. And this church has become home. It's become family. And I thank you that that's what this church is about. It's community. It's individuals coming together to see the gospel come in our place, in our city, in our lives. And I just thank you for this incredible group of human beings who uh, week in and week out come to share together, to encourage each other, to bless one another. God, I'm just, I'm full of thanks. And I thank you for these last five years. And God, I pray that the next five for Church of the City would be even sweeter, full of even more joy, even more conversations, more wrestling, more uh, conversations with each other over coffee. God, that you would do even greater things in us and through us, um, through this community, God. We thank you. God, um, we thank you for the opportunity and the privilege that we have to live in uh, the place of Portland. And we don't even claim to know everyone that uh, makes up who Portland is. Um, but you know, you know the individuals that make up this place. And we just pray for those people, the individuals, the unique stories that come with being human in Portland. And God, we just pray that as the gospel in our community and in your church, Lord, as we intersect this place and the people that make up Portland, we just pray um, your will. We pray that your kingdom comes uh, in Portland as it is in heaven. Thank you for the city. Thank you for the unique um, story that is Portland. We pray for um, just your restorative um, goodness on this place. God, we pray that... Um, that justice will be seen in, in this place. Um, thank you again for just the people that, that have come to Portland and that we get to serve and love. And we just pray that that would be what our church would be known for, is the love that we could be for Portland, Oregon. Here I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Please grab a seat, guys. And now... The good part. As if the backstory isn't beautiful and good in its own, like Sarah said, we want to bring the story to here and to now. Um, and what that means is we want to have a community conversation. We want to hear from you. We want to know um, together collectively what God has been up to. So we're going to put the, the um, questions back on the screen. Don't all jump up at once, um, but I'm going to bring a mic around. So if you want to talk, if you want to answer one of those three questions, just put your hand up. I'll get to you. Um, but yeah, we'd just love to hear a bit more of the story in detail.
This is always the really challenging part, is we just need like one volunteer. We're way okay with awkward silences. I'll even give you permission to veer off the three questions. How's that? It's pretty big. Hi, my name is Jasmine. I'm pretty new to this church, um, but I was going to answer, that was the middle one. Uh, Church community to me, uh, I'm fairly new to this, so I haven't gotten to know any of, a lot of you, but the biggest church community for me has actually been on Portland State campus with mostly these two because these are some of the first people that I met. And so that's been a really huge help just getting to know Portland and people. And it's been really awesome. So it's been, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun and just, it's really, really important to me that they kind of came into my life and it was just, it's, it's really great how God provided that for me and stuff. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And again, like that just is an example to me how like this community here spreads, right? Like and offering other um, opportunities to increase more community and more places of feeling like you belong. Yeah. Yeah. Hi there. My name is Ray. And um, I actually met Russell by sending an email four years ago and said, exactly what kind of church are you? And um, I've, I've been in church for a long time. I've helped to start several churches here in the area, uh, but uh, I definitely uh, have become one to question a lot of things. And so uh, through the past four years and uh, intermittently being here and there, um, I have always appreciated Russell and Sarah in their honesty and uh, sharing and allowing me to also be a support to them um, and, and be kind of one of those on the fringes, uh, but understanding where they are because I've been in church ministry for a long time. So uh, my hope for 2020 is is large and um, in my own personal life as well as for this church. So uh, I would just continue to pray uh, that... Um, uh, that we all hope large and, and, and really push the limits of, of what we can do and how we can be a part of this community. Thanks, Ray. Hi, everyone. My name is Brittany. Um, so I've been here about maybe a year now, but um I moved here from Texas, if you can't tell by my accent already. I'm hearing it so loudly in the microphone. (laughs) Um, Moved here from Texas by myself. The closest person to me lives in Los Angeles. Um, So that was a little daunting, but this church, my community to me, has been my family. Kept me sane through so many ups and downs. Um, So I just feel so blessed to be a part of this area and just to see all the people and just be a part of a community that is just something's different. Something's something is very different here. I've never felt this kind of way about church 
And so I'm just feeling so honored to be a part of it. And 2020, um, it was kind of up in the air for a while, but 2020 is keeping me in Portland for another year. Um, yeah, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing this church continue to grow, um, just continue to be a part of something different, something different here in Portland. But I love all y'all. Thanks, Brittany. Hey, everybody. I'm Jen. Um, going to keep it kind of short because I actually hate public speaking. <laughs> um, but basically, one thing, um, I've been coming almost the entire duration. I think I came March of the first year you guys started meeting publicly. So basically, the thing that I've developed through this community is just some really solid friendships that uh, that then between biblical and just relational type things, it's like I can come here every week, and I don't have to put on any kind of a front. If I'm having a bad week, I can have a bad week. And there's, I love the ability to just be myself in the good and the bad and the pain. And people actually want to know what's going on and ways that they can help, and then vice versa. There's just this, just this natural, yeah, it sucks, <laughs> you know, and that's okay. Um, and then, because tomorrow's another day, and it's just this, it's just constantly moving and evolving and all of the struggles, and I just love that, um, you know, I don't have to put on, or even feel like I need to put on a happy face if, if it's just not happening, and um, it's just very, very real, and I think that's extremely important. Thanks, Jen. I see that hand. I've always wanted to say that in this church and never been able to. That's a common thing I say. Uh, I'm Mr. Frank. I'm a high school teacher, so that's everybody knows me. Um, I just want to comment the first song makes me think of it, or the first question makes me think of a Zed song, so. Um, but what is this church meant? Okay, so we got here like a month before the Nagy's, a year and a half ago, and seeing Jake up there and hearing them all talk, I'm like literally tearing up about it, so, so much joy. Um, goodness, this church is, uh, is life through the GC, through, um, being angry about things and asking Russell if he can get a beer so I can just be angry and let him listen. Um, yeah, uh, there is so much hope because of what we allow ourselves to be and what we push ourselves to be. And, um, it's great that they can always intersect. Thanks, Kevin. Hi, my name's uh, John Luck, and uh, I've been here over the years, and I, I just hope that in 2020 our church community could be the best one in northwest Portland. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, John. I'm with you, John. <laughs> Behind you, Russell. Hi, my name is Adam. Uh, I've been coming to Church of the City off and on for about two years. Um, it was actually, I, I, one day I really needed Jesus, and it had been a long time since I had even tried. And Church of the City was the closest location in the soonest time at the moment. And um, I've tried other places, and this is the place where I've just felt the most comfortable. Um, I met with Russell uh, maybe six months ago, and... Um, I felt safe uh, sharing things about my story that needed to be told that um, 
sometimes make it hard for me to connect with people, and I was met with acceptance and um, openness, and um, I'm really glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. I'm going to start this by, for those of you who know me, know that I'm much more comfortable making coffee than doing what I'm about to do. And I'm not sure I can even say this without crying. So um, at a time in my life when I have raised my children, helped raise my granddaughter, I thought my life was going to be sitting at home, watching TV, being an old lady in a rocking chair, basically. Um, and when I came to church in the city with the encouragement of Russell and Sarah both, they have encouraged me to grow so much. Uh, it's unbelievable at my age what I have accomplished and the barriers I've overcome. The biggest thing this church has meant to me is that a few years back, I was baptized here after probably 20 years of telling God that I would be baptized when I found a church I felt safe in. And I finally found that church. So. I love all of you guys so much. It's unbelievable. And thank you all. Thank you, Barbara. If you don't know Barbara, she's literally the one that like is the glue for everything. Sarah and I could disappear and she yeah, could be just fine. Yeah, 100%. So my name is Matthew. Um, I actually came to this church because another church plan I was part of was not failing, but we weren't on the right path, we weren't going through. And that just kind of shows how God's plan, you know, it might not be right, but everybody from that church plan has gone on and done something great. Uh, Josh Pastor is now a pastor at another church, and people moved maybe out of Portland, but yet things happen for a reason, and then God puts you in communities that allow you to grow turning a better person. Thanks, Matthew. I love the diversity of stories here. Hi, my name is Jeevan. I'm actually an international student at PSU, and I got I come to PS I got into Church City in and out for the last two years, and more recently I come I come more often because uh, when I when I came here from Malaysia, uh, I was just a I'm a newfound Christian. And I've always told myself, you know what, God, I'm tending you. The church, the church is in me, and I and I've always had this feeling that I never wanted to be to go to a church just because I've had those feelings of like, especially because technically my part of my family is Catholic, and them knowing that I became a Christian, and them telling me like, oh, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, or do all these procedures, really made me so mad about going to church. And then out of nowhere, my roommate was like, hey, come to Treasure City. And kept on dragging me, literally waking me up in the morning, jumping on my bed, telling me to go to church. <laughs> because we were super close by back then. And it was like, hey, I'll keep going, keep going. And it got so much fun. Got to know a lot of people here, like Russell. I didn't get to know you as much, Sarah, but I really wanted to. I was always super nervous to talk to other people. <laughs> And also, come, being an international student, being such a big soccer uh, soccer fan, like knowing that there's a lot of Timbers fans here, made it so much more fun just to like come around, like, "Hey, you guys gonna watch the game this week or whatever?" It was like so much fun. Yeah, so that's why I love this community. Thank you for sharing. It's probably because I'm not a sports fan that we missed each other. <laughs> so sorry. 
Uh, my name is Rob. This is uh, my daughter Cynthia and my wife Paula. Uh, we've been here about a year. What has this church community meant to us? Place of healing. Uh, came here in pretty bad shape. You'll hear it through my voice. Uh, we spent a couple years serving people that didn't know how to love themselves and didn't know how to receive love, and it kicked the crap out of us. Uh, not only emotionally, mentally, but also physically. Uh, you show up to a place where I didn't have to be anybody other than somebody who was hurting. And I was accepted just to allow myself to heal uh, and being loved on and supported and actually valued at the same time. Really rare, rare experience uh, to find that anywhere. And I can see that opportunity growing um, because you, it, every time you walk in the door, that's what it is. You're allowed to be who you are wherever you're at, and it's communicated very clearly. And I, I'm part of it. I witnessed it. It's it's alive. It's real. It's not something that's just said with words. And man, everybody needs that. <laughs> Whether you're feeling good or not feeling good, it's just being connected to people that will allow you to be where you're at, right where you're at. And that's good stuff. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel. I used to live in Chicago. I moved here almost a year and a half ago. So uh, how I got to know this community, uh, I'm from West Africa, Ghana. So every Sunday I talk to my mom, and she asks me, did you go to church? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the first thing an African parent will ask you, did you go to church on Sundays? So I always say no, and the conversation, it's all about fighting and scriptures and stuff like that. So I just decided to Google and find out a church, which I would like. So I Googled and saw some great reviews, and I said, okay, let me come and try and see. Usually I also take a lot of time to figure out things. So I came the first day, and the message was really awesome. The way you you have the heart of God, you you, you kind of think about other people from different places, from... Um, let's say, different backgrounds, rich, poor, it touched my heart, and I said, okay, I think this is the right uh, place for me. And so that's how I ended up here. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. We've got time for a couple more. I was part of a church for a while where we tried to minimize the cringe factor for people. We're trying to maximize that this morning. But in like a good way. In a great way. If you follow it up with that, then it seems like less, less, cringe. less bad. Yeah. I actually, I can speak to this community. Um, being a part of this church has been a huge surprise for me. Um, my husband and I moved here um, somewhat against my will. 
kind of, I, we were just at a weird crossroads. And um, because of our friendship with Russell and Emily, it seemed like a, a fun place to sort of do life together. Um, we had always done life in different cities with them. And so it seemed like a great opportunity. Um, but I, I remember moving here and just being like, just as long as the church doesn't consume our lives, like, I'll be okay. Like that, like, just as long as we can just attend, turns out. <laughs> but it has been this, like, amazing journey of very, like, progressive steps, right? It didn't just, like, show up and be like, yeah, I want to be a pastor here. In fact, I ran from it for a while. But the way that God moves and this specific community I've never experienced anywhere else. And I think a lot of your sentiments have echoed that. Um, a place to be real, to say, like, things are kind of broken, and they might still be broken in this room, and we can have those hard conversations, and they can be um, unresolved, because a lot of our brokenness can't be fixed within a 30-minute conversation. Um, but that you continue to show up, and you continue to press in, and you continue to say, we can do better. What, is, what does it look like to live out the gospel in this part of our life? What does it look like to be followers of Jesus in every aspect and not just in the Sunday morning setting, but when you walk out the door and in the rest of your life, in the rest of your, your work environment and your school and in your family relationships that are difficult, what does it look like to be people of peace and to be very aware of other people's perspectives and how we can be maybe even just quiet um, Jesus followers in some places and knowing, knowing where we can say, Hey, and step in and talk and where we need to just step back and say, and listen, this community has been life changing for me. Um, I told Russell that I would take this position, but just for a time that I didn't know what it would look like. And I, I still sort of hold that, but I think we all feel that in our lives. Wherever we are, Portland is a very uh, transitional city. There are a lot of people that have come from other places. I've probably only a couple that are actually from Portland that come here, right? Like, we're from a lot of different places, and it feels transitional, and maybe we're looking for healing. Maybe we're looking for um, a community to be a part of to sort through all the baggage that we are carrying. And I am really proud to be a part of this community that allows for a safe space for that. I'm Becca. Um, I think it's been really cool to see how much this church leans into change and growth and learning and the unknown. Um, we can see that just as we've moved to a new space uh, this year. I think that that's gonna this place is gonna be a really good opportunity for us to learn a lot, and um, it's a good kind of like launching point for us to see spaces within the church where we need to grow or where we need to learn something new. Um, and I think there's just a lot of ways where I've already seen that happening this year, and I'm excited for that to happen more this year, too. Thank you for sharing and being a part. Your voice is, again, extremely powerful. We say it, but we actually mean it, that it is... It is why we are a community is because you are actively leaning in and wanting 
to be a part. Yeah, I think this is probably the best sermon we've ever preached. A hundred percent. Hundo. Hey, 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 watch it. I'll be back with a microphone next week, my friend. Um, man, I love, love, love what God is doing in this community. I guess since Sarah shared, um, I'll share just real quickly. I've mentioned it at several different intervals, but I'm more convinced than ever. I, I wouldn't be a Christian today if it wasn't for this church community. I would be something else. Some kind of sh- hollowed out, facade-oriented imposter. Um, you have made it safe, which is a word that I keep hearing from you. You've made it safe for me to be Russell to love Jesus, to be a mess, to try loving my neighbors, and to be loved by you. Um, and that, that is just over the top for me, the only thing that has kept me attached deeply to, to who Jesus is, so thank you. We together this morning are going to do one more incredible activity. Brandon's going to come up, and we have our children in the back who snuck in V quietly. Well done. And we are going to sing happy birthday <laughs> to each other. <laughs> Brandon, are you, are you ready? Yeah. When we get to the, to the recipient of the happy birthday, we're gonna, it won't be happy birthday to us. Well, I mean, you can, you can correct me. You make that you call. Want, but you do it. We're going to say happy birthday, Church of the City. Happy birthday. Okay, here we go. Oh, stand up when you sing it. I don't know. I've never done an official happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Church of the City. Happy birthday to you. That was amazing. Brandon, have you thought of doing children's parties? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of our time together this morning. As all good birthdays have, we have cake. Yes. So please hang out, chat with each other for a bit. We don't have to tear down right away. I'll jump back on the microphone and let everyone know when we need to start working on that. But talk to each other. Be the community that we keep talking about and loving that this is our time together. Thank you again for coming.